There are 7.5 billion people on planet Earth, and scientists say you can only make friends with 400 of them. Jacob already has 400 friends, so now he can only talk to strangers. This is a podcast with strangers. The fly is dead. Dead. Gone. Forget about it. Uh, the fly died the last episode, actually. Can we get um, some funeral music just for like three seconds? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I get it. I'm like, like I'm the one playing it. Like I'm playing taps. Get it. <laughs> Welcome to a podcast with strangers, not a podcast with flies. Uh, my name is Jacob Dyer. Um, you can't find me on social network anymore. I'd locked it down, taken a break. That's what it's all about. I took it over. You can find me at uh, jacobdyer.net. If that's uh, not fucking taken, now it will be. Someone's going to fucking take that, God damn it! Uh, I'm here joined by my hirstute. Is that how you say it? Hirstute? 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 Fuck hirstute, me. Is, isn't it something like that? Hirstute. Let's Google. Hirstute. Say it like that, hirstute. I did it. I don't, I don't even... Harry! It means Harry. Harry. Harry, I'm here with my Harry producer, Dallas. How are you? That's me. I'm doing good. How, how have you been over the Christmas? Um, I didn't do much. Uh, a Frenchman cooked for me and I really liked it. I had some really good food. I had some, uh, some chicken. That's way more than what I did. No. What did you do? I just hang out and hung out with my family, really. Mm, your wife? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad she was there. Um, right. So if you're, <laughs> if you're tuning in and you're wondering what this podcast is about, it literally is about strangers and us interviewing them. Um, and we don't do any background checks. We don't do any um, any research, really. People just say, hey, I'm an expert in this. And we just trust them. We've really got to sort that out. <laughs> we've really got to. We've got to nip that one in the bud. All of our experts could have just not been experts. Yeah, they could have just lied, which is Fantastic. Um, Dallas, who do you have on this week? We have the nerd herd, a big herd of nerds. Mm. And what does that mean? Well, one one loves Star Trek. How nerdy is that? Yeah, may the force be with you, sure. Oh, we just lost a listener. We just lost a oh. listener for that one. As soon as I said it, I was like, damn. <laughs> Should have done that. And the other is mm. a D&Der. And I'm a, a, a role player. Yeah, which is funny because I'm a Pathfinder. I'm a Pathfinder um, doer these days. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, I, I really like Pathfinder. Okay, well, let's dig into it and we'll, we'll, we'll meet back in the intermission, yeah? Me and you, we'll meet back in the intermission. Yeah, I, All right. I, mean, I guess. Cool. All right, let's go. My next guest is Klaus from the Shetland Islands. Klaus, it's fantastic to have you here. Thank you. It's an honor Thank to you. be here. <laughs> well... <laughs> we did a little bit of, bit of uh, backstage information. We only just asked Klaus to be on here ten minutes ago, <laughs> so this is um, <laughs> this is a little bit uh, off the cuff, but you know it will be great. So I managed to find Klaus in the in the Vulcan, as in the Star Trek uh, universe Vulcan's uh, Discord server. Huge question, but what is it about Star Trek that you like? I think it's how. Um you can interpret it in different ways when you go through the different shows and how they're 
no afraid to like tackle things head on. Like in the original series, they did things about um, like racism, mm-hmm. which with like the black and white half black half white people, sure. and like guess how society can evolve in one of the gangster episodes where these these people they found a book on the gangsters in the 1920s and they mm-hmm. sort of formed a life around that and the crew broke uh like the prime directive to help him and oh mayhem broke loose but it all ended quite well and it's just fascinating to see how can be shown in different ways like in deep space nine one of the best series in my opinion is that controversial is that controversial opinion to say that deep space nine is the best star trek series um i guess so because a lot of people like the original trekkies from the 60s they'll be like oh tos is the best and you've got the tngs the ds9 voyager and then like disco and lower decks they're all quite different because they're all like different series of course in different timelines but there's all like one thing that does stand out with them like Deep Space Nine with the Bajorans and the Cardassians and the Dominion War which was pretty much a mass genocide on the Bajorans which is could be seen as like compared to um, the Holocaust Wow and, and yeah, but that's just so, my opinion. Heavy topic. So, so Deep Space Nine is the one that deals with the heaviest stuff. Is that is that fair to say? Yes, and it's one of the best ones. I'm, I'm probably what you would call Trekkie clueless. Mm. Uh, all I've seen is the movies, the the Hollywood movies that came out, you know, 2009 and yeah. Into Darkness and Beyond, um, which I thought were fantastic, and I, I really liked them. Mm. Um, I don't know if that's a widespread opinion in the Trekkie world. Are they, uh, are they liked or a lot of people like certain aspects of them but i don't like them because oh. they they butchered spock and kirk and right. they've just they just ruined it but it's hollywood and it's a different interpretation because it is in a different timeline so we can't really can't say that oh it's bad because it's a different timeline right it's its own separate thing do you know that quentin tarantino was interested in doing star trek I didn't. I'm not really into Quentin Tarantino. You're not excited about that? Uh, no, I don't really <laughs> like Star Trek movies, to be honest. I prefer oh. the TV shows. Fun fact is that I think, wasn't it uh, the 1980s Star Trek film where they had whales? They had they had <gasps> whales or something? Yes, the yeah. whales. I love that and one. That they, they, were, they were animatronic whales, mm-hmm. but um, some activists thought that they were real. And they, yeah. they protested the film um, and they said, how dare you use these whales? And they had to turn around and be like, actually, they were puppets. Yeah. yeah. Goes to show how good the special effects were on that film. But I've never I seen know. I mean, I've seen, I've seen Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan's good. That one's good. Oh, you, oh so you like that one, that Star Trek movie? I, I, I like the TOS ones, the original ones, because it's got Leonard Nimoy in him, in them. And Leonard Nimoy is incredible. But you know, I'm I like all sorts of things. I I like pick certain things from certain series, and I'm like, I want this, or I yeah. like this. But that's that's the good thing about Star Trek. It's just so much variety. There's something for everyone to enjoy. Exactly. So yeah. uh, on Star Trek, on the ship, you have your three different colors of uniform. Mm-hmm. You have your blue, which is science, I believe. Science and medical. Science, and medical, red. Uh, the red shirts are uh, people who die. A lot. Yep. 
Yep. yep. But they are also the engineers, I believe. Um, it depends on what series you're looking at, because red can be seen as engineering, security, or um, ops, like the comms, navigation, okay. and things like that. Interesting. And then um, gold or yellow, I don't know which, what you would say. I call it gold. I'm colorblind, uh, so I just go wherever <laughs> anyone says. <laughs> the, the color that Kirk wears in the 60s. The green. Okay. Sure. <laughs> but <laughs> You've totally ruined my momentum, but that color. No, no, no. The, the gold, but in your case, green, <laughs> that would be um, cap captaincy, leadership? Um, that would I'm be always... command. Command. Okay. Yeah. Right. Cool. That's a better way of putting it. Command. Because it always seemed to me the person who was wearing gold, or in your case, green, they they always seemed to be the person in charge. Yeah, that is um, the case. And and what's your favorite? Uh, you, if you had to be designated a role, would you be science and medical, command, or engineering, ops, security, and whatever? Um. I would be science because I'm oh, yeah. absolutely fascinated in science. I'm studying to do, I'm preparing to do a degree in forensic science, actually. Cool. Well, not forensic science. I'm going into mortuary and I feel like oh that should, yeah. And I feel oh. like that should play a big part in Star Trek because we don't see things like that. They just leave the bodies to rot. Like, yeah. no, but science. Dennis, yeah. what would you be in? I think I would like to be in leadership, but I know that, that wouldn't work. Mm, Maybe yeah. an engineer. I think I could die on a ship pretty easily. Mm. <laughs> True. I think I'd be science and medical if I had to choose to be one. Is that is that like the trope though that that the red shirts always die, right? Unless they're Scottish or black, then legally they can't die. That's just going from TOS with Scotty and Uhura. Ah, they're both red shirts. Oh, they were. That's right. Yeah. So you you want to get into into um. Sorry, we're going to deviate off Star Trek for a second. Hell yeah. You, you want to get into into mortuary uh, morgues and, and autopsies and that sort of thing. Hell yeah. Um, I mean, you'll never be out of business. No, no, I won't. <laughs> yeah, everyone dies, so hey, whatever. But um, mm -hmm. did Star Trek factor into your decision? Um, no, actually, the anime Black Butler did when I was seven years old. I saw the, right. the Undertaker and I was like, I want to be him. He has the gender. I'm going to do that. But everyone sort of told me I shouldn't do that. I should go into something more professional. And I guess oh. Star Trek kind of told me that I should stay true to myself because why be a boring scientist when I could be something incredible that no one else mm. would want to be? Yeah, I hear there's actually um, a real, uh, a real sh uh, shortage of people who work in the funeral field because it's not Definitely. to some people yeah it's it's not glamorous mm -hmm. um it's not a, a sexy profession but it's definitely a, a respectable one you know what i mean like it someone's got someone has to handle the dead and it, it's quite an interesting one as well because yep. there's a lot to it you have to be good at makeup good at like chemistry biology there's probably right. a bit of like medical in there it's it's a mashup of things but I, I enjoy it. I enjoy looking at the weirder things in life. Yeah, I'm probably the worst person. If there was an open casket and you asked me to do the makeup for your... Um... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe it would lighten the mood. Um... 
God. I mean, <laughs> you know, lipstick can go anywhere. So, yeah, yeah you could break convention. Yeah, I mean, yeah. lipstick it can be used as eyeshadow and blusher. I've seen that before. I've done that. Probably wow. I probably shouldn't have, but I've done it on myself. <laughs> that is wild. I've done a... Uh, for exes in the past, they were like, oh, it would be fun if you were really clueless and you did my makeup. And halfway through, they were like, this was the worst idea. You have mm. wasted 30 pounds of makeup. Oh, I've here. done that before. <laughs> <laughs> and I've, it's stuff like, yeah, mascara goes on your eye, right? And it's mm -hmm. just like, the look I've been given has been like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. But so are you against... Um, Star Wars, because there is um, there's there's a gang, you know, there's gang warfare between the two. Uh, the, I think the war is stupid because it's sci-fi. We it's right. we should be like brought closer together for our love of sci-fi, not drawn apart from it. Yeah, I've seen bits of the original Star Wars movies with mm. um like in the sixties and seventies, but I never really enjoyed most of it. Because I was more into the sci-fi aspect of it, not the whole fighting scene. But honestly, like BB-8 and CP-3O, like they vibe in. I could, I could get down with that. Yeah, why not? Yeah, They're fun. They're fun little <laughs> droids. Yeah, but um, my my family do like Star Wars and Star Trek, so I've been brought up with both. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, I'm in two minds about them, like. I think the most interesting part of Star Wars is the stuff that the movies never address, mm -hmm. which is like the, the internal politics and how like power dynamics changed in that war in that whole galaxy, you know, and the ethical ramifications of like, for example, using clones instead of robots. And then it's like, well, what's the difference? Because they're both manufactured. So what's the difference? And that's an interesting thing, but it's never really addressed in the film in favor of, like you say, action scenes. Yeah. But Star Trek is, is fun because the foundation of it is exploration and adventure uh, exactly. and human endeavor, which is very cool to me. Dallas, where, where do you stand on the on the wars and Trek debate? I think Star Wars is easier to digest right. for people who aren't completely into sci-fi. So I think Star Trek gives people, you know, people who are fans of sci-fi and, you know, gives you more to think about, too. Right. Yeah, when you look at characters like, uh, I mean, I haven't watched any of it, but there's, the, there's a character called Q, I believe. Oh, Q. Q. Oh, yeah. God, Q. We love and Q. It, and uh, their their intention is to test humanity, I believe. Is that his Is that his goal? Am I correct? Um, I think the whole, like, the Q continuum is yeah. to just be chaotic. But that's sure. only from what I've seen because of Q and his oddly homoerotic relationship with Captain Picard. Aye, yes. But that's from an outsider's point of view because I haven't seen much of um, TNG, The Next Generation. Yeah. But for all I know, they could be like doing some weird shit. And I'm fine with Steve. it. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> well, I know that um, uh, Picard's performance, Picard has an uh, episode where he gets captured and I don't think it's by Klingons I don't think so it might be but he's captured and tortured and in the whole episode he's psychologically broken down and he does this performance his I don't know if you've seen it that he talks about there are there are five lights 
or there are four lights. Have you seen that performance? I don't think so, but I think that might be the episode with the Borg. Oh yeah, it could be. But could um, be. Amnesty International use that episode or used or, or, or made some reference to it to, to say this is very true to life. Like this is uh, mm-hmm. this is what interrogation is really like. This is how it breaks people. So so Star Trek is is definitely like Dallas said. It, Star Trek is not as easily digested. It's it's much more complex sci-fi, much more like human. Yeah. Um, the most recent show, Lower Decks, I think that'd be mm. a lot more easier to, to, to digest because yes. it's cartoon, it's not as heavy, it's made by the people who made Rick and Morty, I believe. Ooh. But it, it's quite good. It does have some dark, like more serious undertones, but it's quite enjoyable. You like it? I, I like it. I watched most of season one before I got distracted. If it's got a Trekkie stamp of approval, it can't be that bad. So if any listeners want something new to watch and it's not Squid Game, whatever people are talking about these days, I still haven't watched Squid Game. Neither do um, I. Everyone's going crazy for Squid Game. Dallas, you see Squid Game? I don't even know what that is. I'm it's not Splatoon. It it's like, it's, apparently Netflix are saying it's going to be their biggest show if people keep on watching it. Uh, but yeah, if, it, if it's got the Trekkie stamp of approval, how bad can it be, right? Yeah, fair point. So... What we like to do at the end of interviews is that we like to give our guests a platform to talk about something that's close to them, a project, a charity, a cause, a person in their life, maybe something that they want to shout out. You can give yourself some clout. There's no judgment here. You can, you know, promote anything you want. So this is your time and you can say what you want for the next, you know, couple of minutes. So this is all on you. Off you go. Oh, hell yeah. Right. Um, First of all, go watch um, Ola Wintergarten's music video on YouTube. Wintergarten, the Swedish word for the Milky Way. They're incredible, incredible band. They're from Sweden. I love them. And uh, second of all, go follow me on Archive of Our Own. It's um, George Harrison Sugar Baby, I believe. I don't even know my own username. <laughs> um, <laughs> I write a lot of uh, Star Trek fan fictions, and I dabble in Hannibal, the TV show fan fictions. I've also written some John Lennon fanfics for a friend. Um, yeah, that's really all I have to say. I'm going to check since that is my username. Sorry, John Lennon fanfictions. Yeah, I'm. It, it was a request. Um, my username is wrong. It's actually Bangtan Bambi. Uh, that's bang a cup. Bang, sorry, Bangtime Barbie? <laughs> I don't know what you just said. I'm sorry. It's my accent. I swear it's my accent, right? Okay. Uh, bang, Bangtan Bambi. B A N N G T A N B A N B I. I think. Okay. <laughs> I I don't I can't spell very well. It's fine. But, we'll get them, yeah. we'll get the link of you and put them in the descri- uh, in the description yeah. uh, for people to check out. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm hyped for this John Lennon fan fiction. I wanna I wanna read this because I've read um, Catcher in the Rye. So oh, um, but oh, it's an incredible story. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wrote it in May, and it's what? it's about five hundred words long, four hundred. Oh, and a little little novella. Yeah, it was for a friend. Cool. It it was a request, and I regret writing it, but I'm quite happy with it. <laughs> Who features? Does Yoko feature in it? Does um, Ringo pop up. George. <laughs> um, it's just John Lennon with mentions of Paul McCartney. 
And a okay. gun. I'm hyped yeah. for this. I'm it's, in. It's, it's good. It's, I've been, I read it out to my friend group on a voice call and they hated it because it was so well written. There you go. <laughs> Guys, listeners, if you want, if you were thinking of reading something, if you're thinking to yourself, I need to read a new story, check out uh, Klaus's John Lennon fan fiction. <laughs> um, I know I will. There's no way I'm not. There's no way I'm not. Um, thank you so much for coming on, especially at such short notice. You've been a Saturday. fantastic guest. Yeah. This is quite fun. This is definitely an experience I will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to a podcast with strangers. Now, most podcasts who are are, um, friendly with companies and corporations and such like, um, for an exchange of money or goods, um, they uh, promote something, maybe perhaps a good or a service. Um, we, we We don't have any sponsors still. I don't even think we're trying anymore. Are we, Dallas? We're just, just not even... Anymore? No, we are. I mean, I could start trying if you yeah. want. Yeah. Oh, that would be nice if you could. But, we, I mean, we tried, we tried to... We even made an advert for Schlieff's Bait Shop. Um, yeah, I think that was... I thought that was a big joke. No, I was serious about that. Oh. I've never... You know, I mean... Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, instead of doing... Um, sponsors what we like to do is give recommendations from the bottom of our heart in a genuine personal way uh we like to say this is what we authentically like we're not paid to say it uh but instead this week um well we 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 got sent this file we got sent this audio this mp3 file and um well we just thought we'd play a few because i thought it was really good so can we do that Dallas? yeah let's uh kick it off all right cool let's go Now presenting The Hire by Joseph Arnon, given to us by monologueblogger.com. All right, all right, this is bad. Just, just let, me, let me start off by saying that right off the bat, this is ugly. And you're going to like me a hell of a lot less after I share this information with you, but you can't. You just cannot say one word about this to anyone. Do I have your promise? Uh, you have my word. Uh, what is this about? Okay. A few months back, I hired this woman to be my social media strategist. One of them, anyway. At first, yeah, I thought she was pretty, but I'm married, right? I love my wife, and we're working on starting a family. Fast forward the clock a few weeks in, and I had this new hire wrapped around my waist while we're doing the Congo, okay? Oh, no. Yeah, fast forward even further to about last week, and she's pregnant. Actually pregnant. She doesn't want to... Before you say anything about pro-life and all that, I'm with you, okay? I'm way past having this baby because it'll ruin my entire life as I currently have things and I've worked too damn hard to get where I am today. Just take it easy, Sammy. We have to think this through logically. Logically? There's no logic. This is just the cold-hearted facts that this crazy bitch set me up. She planned this. This hire. I can't even say her name. She is using the baby against me as a power over me, threatening me and demanding things of me in the most rotten, despicable way imaginable. She plans on telling my wife, if I don't give myself over to her demands, material things... Like what? What does she want? She wants me to buy a house in Long Island and a car, and basically she wants me to build an entire world for her that she can't build on her own. She said that if I sign a document, this document... If it's an actual legal document stating all the things I have to do. So if you sign this, she will go through with it? Yeah, it gets worse. 
much worse. What I've... I've hired a man. Sam, what the hell are you talking about? To, to kill her. Why are you telling me this? I have no friends. I have no one. You're the only person the closest person to me that I can trust who I can say this to. This is insane. You actually hired someone to kill this girl? Are you losing your mind, Sam? I, I scheduled it to do it tomorrow morning. I, I changed my mind about it. The whole thing. I already paid him off. I, I just want to call this dog off and I can't reach him. There's no way for me to reach him because he's incognito. Unless the deal is made, there's no going back. I don't know what to do. You have to tell her. Oh, my wife? No, well, maybe. But first, you need to tell the hire. What is her name, for God's sake? Amanda. You need to tell Amanda that she's in danger if you can't reach this man you hired. Sam? Sam, do you hear me? You need to contact Amanda and tell her she's in danger or you will be responsible for murder. Do you understand me? Oh, I can't do it. Well, then I can't help you with this. Wait, wait, wait. I can't believe you told me this and now I'm involved. If you don't call this girl right now in front of me, then I will call the police and turn you in myself. Oh, no, you promised me. I didn't expect this. We're talking about human life. You need to stop this man. Tell her and you should come clean with your wife. I'm sorry, but you need to take responsibility for everything you did. It's the only way, Sam. Please, please tell me you will make this right for your sake and your family. It's everything. Okay, okay, you're right. I don't know why I was thinking. Oh, thank God. Thank God for you because this is, this is, this is what I needed. I need someone to smack me back into my senses. Okay, 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 I'll do it now. I need a shot of brandy first. Can you grab me the bottle right there? Please grab yourself a glass as well if you like. Uh, sure. What, what the fuck was that? <laughs> that was the hire. A dramatic, short dramatic, fuck, I've lost, I'm an alcoholic. My next guest is Adam from the UK. Adam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you here. And also, may I just congratulate you? You are one of the few people we've had on that's actually from the UK. Um, normally we have Americans. Yeah. It's about time, you know? It's about time we, we, we get some representation here. I was thinking that. I listened to some of your podcasts ahead of time. Thank you. And yeah, I, I only heard American people on those ones. Mm -hmm. I think Reddit generally as well. So that's where you're scouting. I am. I the, I am. Yeah, I, am. I think that's generally the case there. I've, I've, met, I've met a lot of people on Reddit and they're all, they're all from the US. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they, the Americans dominate the internet in, in many different ways, which is bizarre to me because you would have thought that combined, there's more people in the world than Americans, <laughs> yeah, right? So you would have thought that more people would dominate it, but no, they, they just own everything. Yeah, we're not trying hard enough, I think, yeah. is the issue. So, as you said, Reddit, and I found you, no one knows where I'm going to scout next, which I really like. It's, it's always <laughs> chaotic, but I found you on a subreddit where you hand make homemade bespoke dungeons and dragons terrain uh enemies props mm -hmm. all these sorts of trinkets um yeah this is this is amazing to me it reminds me of when you're younger and you would make stuff out of like 
glue and yes. sellotape and cardboard and acrylic yes. paint you know is so is that the kind of spirit that that, that you're going for definitely for sure i think that's that's genuinely i think what it does for me i think it kind of evokes that same sort of like childlike creativity where it's like anything that you can kind of imagine you know you can kind of put together i mean obviously limited by resources and things like that and yeah people's i think imaginations maybe become a little bit more limited as they get older but i think in at least with me and i think with a lot of people that you know like um enjoy the hobby enough to be a part of a community online about it probably share that that they've still got that in them um and i think what's really nice as well about the the community online uh generally where, where i've seen it in general is like it's it's not um it's not gatekept or anything you know anybody at any level generally is welcome and it's really wholesome you know you can start by I think I started by building stuff out of like card and stuff like that and it was like vague shapes that kind of vaguely represented things and over time you just learn like techniques and ways to use new materials and paint and things like that and things start to look like actual things. <laughs> yeah well I saw I was taking a look through and I saw everywhere from um, somebody made like a shield that had LEDs and a little mini smoke machine in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then somebody else made um, a monster out of just nothing but cardboard and hot glue, and they didn't yeah. even paint it. So there's a real range. Um, mm. I love that. I mean, everything's getting 3D printed now. Yeah, um, that's a, yeah, that's another thing. It is I think as well. I think people feel like pressure as well to get all these fancy bits of kit and whatnot. Yeah. Like. 3d printing and and there's a lot of like services as well that provide like models that you just paint up yourself and stuff like that which obviously each to their own like if that's you know not everyone has time to sit and build like a a fortress out of cardboard Mm -hmm. or anything um but yeah like i I feel like the community is like like i said it's pretty welcome to anything that anyone's doing but yeah i think 3d like um 3d printed stuff i you know, I'm not going to say it's a problem or anything, like in the in the community or anything. But like on on our subreddit, it's for like crafting stuff. So I get a little bit like when someone posts like something of 3D printed, they're like, "Look at this cool thing." I'm like, eh, "Probably better somewhere else." <laughs> <laughs> but do you think that because uh, D&D came out in the, I believe it came out in the 70s or perhaps the 80s. I can't remember the exact era. Uh, it yeah. Came out, but it might even be. We're going to get some emails from some people now. I think it's the 70s. I think that's right. I was gonna say maybe it might even be the sixties. I, I think, think like was... I think like the sort of like car building blocks of D and D came from around that time because there was right. like a few iterations of different, you know, systems. Yeah, that it derived from um, yeah. and that it built on. I think from from earlier, but I think Dungeons and Dragons was the seventies. Yeah, like okay. Officially. So back then, the technology was limited, you know, and you had it was you had your book, your. Mm-hmm. Uh, gm or dm whatever people say um the the barrier and that was it that was pretty much it pen and paper and your imagination nowadays Mm. um there are websites like roll 20. i've even seen people make dnd tables where they put a flat screen television yeah it's wild yeah so what are your thoughts on that i think with the sort of the my opinions on like say like an like a table with a tv screen in it compared to like um online apps that just make it easier to connect with people i think you mm-hmm. know my, my opinions on those things are a little different like um with roll 20 i think it's fantastic obviously for people that can't get together it's not easy and practical for everyone especially adults 
yeah. to, and you know, given the pandemic and everything, it's it's not really um, feasible for everyone to get together all the time. It it saves people a lot of travel, and it's it's it does everything that it's supposed to do, except give you that feeling of being around people, you know. And I think mm-hmm. that for me personally, it I think that's the biggest thing for me is why I play D and D. Right, it's so, yeah. it's so that I can be around people and so that we can do something socially and you know doing stuff online together is obviously it's it is social but it's I don't think it's quite I don't think it's quite the same as pen and paper in front of you no it's definitely not and like I'm a huge board game fan and um yeah likewise right so you you know tabletop sim is is a great service for some people and mm-hmm. also there's um board game arena that's yep. a pretty good website but nothing compares to like in person. Yes, you know, like yeah, it, that's yeah. that's great. And I, I've played D anD D before. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I played was about a year ago, and yeah. it sucked compared to in person. Yeah, I really I, didn't like it at all. I, I, I don't understand why. <laughs> it's it's weird as well because I saw so many benefits as well to it. Like I'm like, this saves me so much time. I'm not limited mm-hmm. by what I physically own or possess. I can get my hands on. Right. Um, it's easier to plan as, as a DM for online. Like, um, it's just like it's it's so beneficial in so many ways. But it just yeah. as well, I think it's so much easier for people to get distracted as well. Yeah, <laughs> Which, it is. Like, I mean, regardless of how interesting your game is, I think when people know that no one's like looking at them and they can kind of like you know do what they want whenever they want, like mm-hmm. the, regardless of how your game is, I think it's easy for someone to get up or play on the phone or, you know, whatever it is. And it's, yeah. you know, D&D is generally, I, I find it to be more enjoyable when everyone's like invested, you know? Yeah. For, so. for me, my, my issue is the fact that um, I was playing with people and they take ages on their go. And when I have the entire internet in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's hard. You know, yeah, yeah, you got the temptation right there. It um, really is, yeah. So I, I just read uh, earlier today, actually, um, mm-hmm. which will date this podcast when it comes out because people would be like, mm-hmm. oh, it happened months ago. But um, uh, six, sixth edition of D&D was announced. No, today. was that today? Yeah, that was today. Legit. Oh, no way. I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> so sixth edition. But they're, but they're saying it won't be as um, transformative. It won't be like yeah. wholly new. That makes um, sense. It will just be, I don't know, something different. Um, what are, What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on six E? Um, it's really interesting. I, I I did genuinely didn't expect them to do another edition for like a long time. I think fifth edition's been around a while anyway, but it's it's so accessible and mm. so if so many people like agree on it, I think it's like a crowd pleaser for the community and it's a really nice introductory like system too. You know, if you <laughs> like, it it really is just the most accessible version of D&D but at, at the same time I think it has missed out a lot of like small little aspects that people loved about previous editions as a result you know I, I heard there's a there's a, a, a rivalry between the 3.5 is that yeah the one? and five uh, th- there's a two uh factions yeah yeah which I think is that's generally what the divide is is that 3.5 offers so much more in terms of like like realism um and and things like that but it it makes and it and it's a little bit you know it's, it's more difficult as well in terms of like actual like survival <laughs> oh, sorry for, for listeners who are li- who are just tuning in and they, they don't know anything about D um, yeah. Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons 
is not just one set of rules um, that the makers created. I don't know how you'd say it. Mm. I don't know the, the brain tank but behind mm. D and D. Um, they they bring out much like FIFA, you know, much like Call mm -hmm. of Duty. They bring out new versions of the game. Yeah, it's like new iterations, like every like decade or so, with new rules. And it's kind of just a way to like listen to the community and update it in a way that they think that everyone is kind of going to enjoy more. Sure. You know, yeah. for like a new generation as well. And it's 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 a nice way to keep things like relevant and exciting for yeah. people that have played it a lot. So when people when they're talking about D and D and they refer to three point up, uh, sorry, they refer to three or they refer to five point five. Um, that, that that refers to the editions. That's just for anyone listening who's just like, what the, what are these nerds what are they <laughs> talking about? What's E? What's five E? That means fifth edition. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Dungeons and Dragons isn't the only role playing uh, game out there. Um, there's another one called Pathfinder. Um, mm -hmm. Have you had good experiences with Pathfinder? I personally, I don't think I've touched Pathfinder. I don't oh, think really? I've touched very much outside of D and D in terms of role playing games. Um, but that that might that's um I'm probably on, on my well I won't be on my own there you know there's probably a lot of people that have just stuck to D and D because of sure. the, the name value and stuff but yeah. um I I've been playing D and D for like maybe four or five years and I still feel like I barely scratched the surface of oh, it yeah. so I've not thought to look anywhere else yet um but you know there are tons and tons of options as well like other systems regardless of rules they just offer different like themes as yeah. well like some are more gothic you know some of like sci-fi elements to them and things like that mm -hmm. and, they're, and they're built for that so a lot of people i see online trying to adapt dungeons and dragons to a style that they want when there's already a system <laughs> exists <laughs> that's specifically for that um because they they only know dungeons and dragons so if, if i did feel like i did want to venture into something else like i probably would look for a new system yeah one that comes to mind is that um there was a hellboy uh roleplay game um mm. that was on kickstarter and it was just D D fifth edition yeah it's stripped down to its core rules and then built around the hellboy universe people can kind of understand that straight away i suppose and this is my new system from scratch yeah of course but yeah like i think it's particularly like sci-fi stuff as well people try to introduce sci-fi to D, D a lot which is not inherently bad i mean there's like you know there's like aliens and spaceships and stuff in D, &D. um but like sometimes it requires so much like kind of bending of of the rules and bending of like abilities and typical sort of the structure of the rules and stuff to well it, naturally like achieve like no modifications to the game there's actually aliens and spaceships in D. &D. yeah yeah really? I, don't, I don't think they use those words explicitly you know oh, okay. they try and All like right. they try and like fantasy it up but there are like yeah there's like you know like uh, mind flayers and gith and stuff like that that okay they, they like fly around on spaceships and attack planets and stuff like that and ah. um but yeah they, they tend to, they, they will outright say like i don't think they'll say aliens or anything anyway i might be I wrong i still have mind flares i swear because obviously uh, stranger things huge netflix um netflix mm -hmm. success um yes. that 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 heavily had dnd &D influences in it stranger things yeah and i think that um i think they brought out a stranger things edition it, yeah they brought out like um a sort of like a little module for stranger things which is like a little story and you get some like miniatures and oh wow. you know, stuff like that like a little tie-in um they do that sometimes well you know they release modules that are like stories um that you can play through like um like a whole story that might take you you know months to to complete i think i think the stranger things one's probably like 
one to like four sessions or something like that. Oh, cool. Keep cool. it nice and, and brief. But yeah, Stranger Things did a lot for Dungeons and Dragons. I think I think that's the popularity genuinely spiked in D and D. Yeah, it really because did. because of a combination of Stranger Things and I think like the Big Bang Theory, maybe. Um, oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Well, I mean, the Big Bang Theory was such a like it, everything nerdy was like thrown in. Yeah, there's no yeah. nuance whatsoever. It was just like, oh, what the, yeah. what the nerds like. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah. so Another thing uh, I find about D&D is that there's two types of people. There's some people who believe that if you are a DM, which is Dungeon mm-hmm. Master for those who are uninitiated, mm-hmm. uh, the DM is basically this, the storyteller of the game, mm-hmm. um, and they come up with the story and the characters and everything like that and the setting and all the rest of it. Um, there are some people who think the DM must do everything by scratch. They must come up with it um, or, or, or vaguely reference other things, but everything has to be on their back. Or there's some people who think that using... Um, pre-made adventures um, is completely fine, saves yeah. a lot of time, Yeah, you know, and, and it's easier for everybody to, to accommodate. Which camp are you? Are you the DM has to do everything by scratch, therefore it's more personal, or are you canned adventure, so to say, um, it's completely fine? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really in a camp necessarily. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think that there's benefits to both because I've, I've done both. Right. Um, I went from like I played in someone's game and then wrote my own game, then played a module that was pre-written, and then went back to writing my own stuff. Um, right. So like I've I've done both, and I think like I said, there's benefits to both, and I think generally the argument is that doing a pre-written module takes less time, and right. I think that that really it well it depends on how much you plan your sessions because. Mm-hmm. Just because something's written out in front of you and someone's already planned it doesn't mean that you can then run that session without any, you know, um, preparation. Right. <laughs> because it genuinely actually took me longer when I was doing a pre-written module to plan the sessions because I was always constantly like concerned about whether I'd got all the details right that someone else had written. Whereas mm-hmm. when you write your own content, it's like... Um, you already have an idea whether you've got something right in your head because you wrote it. You know, you've already visited that thought before. Right. So it's a bit easier to kind of like um, wing it, basically. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's a little bit easier to just kind of run it on the spot. And then even if you get something wrong, it's like, well, it's your content that you've written. You know that that's not going to have any ramifications down the line. Yeah. Whereas in a pre-written module, you get one thing wrong and then you come back to it like four chapters later. And it's like, you remember that character that you were supposed to keep alive? Well, they're supposed <laughs> to come back here and you're like, oh, right, yeah, we killed them. <laughs> awesome. And, you know, I think I think generally, um, yeah, I think it's completely fine to do to do either as well. The, the stories that are pre-written by Wizards of the Coast for, for the modules are very good. They're, they're typically like very, very good stories. They're very fun and interesting. The characters are fleshed out, the world's fleshed out. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and and you can you can do a combination too. You can take a pre-written module and insert your own stuff, or take things out that you don't like. And I think that's mm-hmm. the best way if you're going to run a module, or if you're stuck between which to do, just do just do a module, but adapt it to how you want it. I think is yeah. because I was too scared to do that when I because I was pretty new to DMing. But if, I feel like if if I'd have done that earlier, I think it would have been a lot smoother. Um, yeah, there's also a, there's also a heap of people on um, Patreon. Um, who who do their own content and every week they release yes. a, new, a new story or maybe a, uh, every month they do a new campaign for you to take, which is mm-hmm. incredible to me for uh, those. I mean, obviously they're getting paid for it, so I mean, yeah, like it's their job at this point. But 
you know, the time, the effort, the, uh, you know, to, to yes. the imagination is the other thing, you know, keeping things fresh. Um, Completely. It's, it is wild. Yeah. I think, I think there's like, there's so much free content for Dungeons and Dragons online mm. that like, it's, you know, I wouldn't ever want to say like, don't support, you know, the official content or anything. Of course. Because of course, like it wouldn't exist otherwise. Right, exactly. But if you are like stuck for cash or anything, like don't think that you can't play this game because there's so much. You just need to do some research. Like yeah, you, can, you can really find everything that you need to start like really easily, like more than you need. There's a heap of books out there. Official yeah. Books. Yeah. Like, heap. yeah. Tons, tons of like actual like stories that people have written and it includes like the stat blocks and everything that you need to play. And then I think the official rules are actually available like on D and D beyond like for free, I think. Yeah. So are like an, enough to get started yeah and also but if you want to actually like officially uh, uh support the D brand the starter pack i believe is about 25 pounds yeah yeah i it's think it's expensive. around that it's that's, what 20 to 30 pounds between that bracket yeah i think that that's what got me into it as well was the cool. it was the fifth edition like starter set um yeah. minds of fandalver i think it's called um, I played that like twice, like with two different groups of friends, mm-hmm. um, and everyone had a blast. And we've just played it every week since then. So oh, yeah, it's, cool. a good, it's a good place to start for sure. Yeah, they've released a new one now as well, a new starter set that I think's got a little bit more in it as well. It comes with like some like cards, and they, I think they both come with dice. But I think this one like, comes Wait, with, like some supplements. If it's twenty five quid, like that's quite a steal because dice can be anywhere between like eight pounds, like a set. Yeah. Dice. You can get them cheap, but if you want like some pretty ones, that's, right. that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, so of course. People are so obsessed with the dice. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's basically, easy to be. For people who don't uh, play D&D, uh, you don't just roll a six-sided dice. There's a... Um, well, pe- people refer to it as D. So when they mm-hmm. see D20, that means a 20-sided dice. Yeah. Um, so there'll be a 20-sided dice, eight-sided dice, six-sided dice. Am I thinking... Yeah. I can't think of any more off the top of my head. Yeah, it's like... It's four, Three, uh, uh, four, 10, four, 12... Yeah, 20. yeah, um, and and D and D uses all of them uh, in, yes. in some capacities. Yeah, and they are expensive, like you say, if you want the pretty ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, they, don't, so, they don't have to be, but yeah, come on, I've people. seen ones with beans with beans inside. You know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> people people go wild. I think the thing is, as well, like you don't need them, but as soon as like one of your friends gets like a nice set, you're like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna get some nice dice too. Well, why not? But yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is, if the D and D set is twenty five quid and a good set of dice is like ten, yeah, you, you, yeah. You've, you're kind of making yeah. a, a good investment there. Yeah, they're as basic as possible. I think when you when you open the the starter set, like if you've <laughs> never if you don't know what to expect from it, it's it seems very lackluster because you get like a a rule book and a story book and some dice, and you're like, this is what I spent twenty quid on some paper and. Some- <laughs> Some crappy plastic dice. Yeah, like I, I think when I first got, it, I expected like miniatures and stuff like that in it and stuff. I just like, I think I just bought it like on a whim. Um, but it's it's really like the content is 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 a lot of fun and yeah. the, the hours of like fun that you get out of it is is worth it really. And it is really it, playable. Yeah, it, it's it's a game that relies on imagination, and I think yes. um, the 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 best games are played in person, but also when everybody is coming together with equal effort to make a good story. Um, yeah, um, that's a great way to put it, I think. Yeah, it is. It's a collaboration of 
imagination and wacky antics and sure. st storytelling. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, yeah, it is just to have a good time. And I think people actually lose sight of that because they get so bogged down in how they feel about so many little details of yeah. the game. You know, there's there's so many discussions and arguments in, in Dungeons and Dragons subs about rules and, you know, DMing styles and play styles and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how to build characters and stuff like that. And I think ultimately it's like, well, if you're having fun, then it's fine. There's no right way to do it other than that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Adam, it's been amazing to have you on, but we have unfortunately run out of time. Uh, but before you go, we'd like to give all our guests a chance to promote something uh, themselves, you know, give themselves some clout, a person, um, yeah. a cause, uh, a brand, I don't know. Mm -hmm. A message to the world is one thing I like to say to people. So um, if you have anything, it doesn't have to be one thing. You could just go off. <laughs> you could name five things if well, you wanted. Well, you know, like you, you said to me, like, I'd get a chance to talk about something. I'm like, oh, there's nothing really I did. to mention. And then when I was, I was thinking about it today, I'm like, oh, I've got three things now. It's too many things. No, three is but, fine. We'll go okay. for three. Go I'm going to go three. through my things. While we're on topic, um, yeah. my Instagram is Adum's Dungeon, A-D-O-O-M-S Dungeon. That's I, I post my my crafts and stuff like that that i make there which we didn't um, talk about <laughs> we didn't talk about a whole ton but yeah there's some cool stuff there um uh yeah i don't i mean there's the you know there's better there's better like uh instagram no come on that, don't be mean to yourself don't be mean come on mine's like realistic and achievable. exactly so. yours is your yours is yours yours is the special yeah adam edition so don't yeah. be mean to yourself there's some cool stuff on there exactly um, there you go uh, another thing, unrelated completely to what we've been talking about, um, but I mean, we did mention Reddit, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go from there. Sure. Um, it's it's pretty close to me and something that I really love, and I, I invited you to it as well. My horror movie server, that's like where me and some people that I met online during the pandemic all like pulled together to hang out and give each other company and watch movies together and stuff, horror movies. And you can find an invite, uh, a link to our Discord channel on horror together on reddit so the sub is called horror together so if you want to go and check that out that'd be great because we always have new people coming in and it's we enjoy meeting people and spending time with them and stuff so if you need you know some a cool community to hang out with then come along yeah i missed you watching blade last night and i was there. <laughs> blade, not the biggest advertisement for the server but yeah why well, blade sick blade is a great film <laughs> yeah we had fun yeah, I had to yeah. unfortunately fix my bike, so I was, I was yeah. in agony instead of watching Blade, which would have been a better use of my time. Okay, so two, <laughs> your third, your third shout out. Go ahead. My third, my third thing is another thing that's pretty close to me, but for like a little bit of a different reason. Mm -hmm. um, there's a charity in the UK um, called Brains Trust, and they specialize in support and care for people that have been affected by um, brain cancer and brain tumors. So whether that's a patient, a caregiver. Um, a family member, anything like that. Um, there's all sorts of resources, um, signposting, uh, support, like phone call support, details on clinical research, trials that you can get involved with, ways that you can get involved in, like supporting the community and things like that. Um, I know that brain cancer is, the, you know, the it's the most rare form of cancer. It's quite niche, so I don't necessarily know that there's anyone that's going to be you know in necessarily in need of this information but i just want to put it out there yeah but you never know if it's one person it's one person yeah but that, that yeah one, to that one person it means the world so yeah well well that's it i just and i need to shout them out as well because i just know how much fantastic work they do
do. It's, of course. It, it's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. Um, and it means a lot to so many people. So if anyone's even vaguely curious about that or, yeah, um, knows somebody who might need support, then that's Brains Trust. There's tons of resources. Even outside of the UK, the website's full of useful stuff. Cool. Well, that was that's very admirable of you to, uh, to shout out Charity. Um, we do appreciate it. And listeners, please go check out Brains Trust. Um, better, horror Together. I almost said Better Together. I don't know what that was. Horror Together and um, uh, Adam's um, Instagram, A Doom's Dungeon. Yes. See, I'm remembering it all. That was really good. Yeah, there we go. Fantastic. Adam, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Welcome back to a podcast with strangers. And I want to say thank you to both our guests for informing us uh, both about Star Trek and Dungeons and Dragons. Um, incredibly informative. And you know what? Some people judge nerd stuff, but it's actually really cool if you actually get into it. You know, there's loads of cool stuff. Dallas likes nerd shit, don't you, Dallas? Yeah. You know, who's not a nerd nowadays? Most like the fucking internet. Um, nerdy I have a German friend. He's not very nerdy. <laughs> if it's a German friend I know, yeah, he's pretty fucking nerdy. No, he's not. He hates he hates anime and all the rest of it. Anyway, oh, yeah. thank you so much for listening, dear audience. We love you. We appreciate you. You are fantastic. Um, if you're listening on iTunes, uh, please rate us five stars. Um, and also leave a comment is really, 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 really encouraged. We like we like feedback. We're not actually scared of criticism at all. If you'd like to follow us, I'm going to burp. Hang on a second. Nope, it's gone. Okay. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at StrangersPDCST. We're, we're, we're getting a little bit more active on there now. Oh, shit. We actually had a... Hang on. Something happened? Yeah. We did a quiz. We did a survey. And we said a podcast with blank rangers. Right? So do you want mm -hmm. a podcast with Power Rangers, with Park Rangers, the Scottish football team, the Rangers, or D&D &D Rangers? And I'm pleased to announce that with 49 votes in total, that 50% of you wanted a podcast with Power Rangers. So um, in season two, we will do our best to try and track down a um, a Power Rangers fanatic. And if uh, there's not an episode about Power Rangers, it means we couldn't find them. They don't exist. Yeah. Not at least not on our radar. Not on our radar. So that will be coming. So for the 49, 49 votes is really good. Thank you so much for, if you voted. I was thinking we were going to get a, uh, you know, actual Power Ranger, like someone who played a Power Ranger. That'd oh, that cool. would be nice. That would be, oh, do you know what? We'll try it. We'll try it. Um, if you'd like to be on the show, you can, you can email us, um, a podcast with strangers at gmail.com, a podcast with strangers at gmail.com. Join us next time for Dallas, who is on next week. It is the Lone Drone the episode. Lone drone. So this is a droney episode. Yeah, the, the good kind too. So yeah. mm. don't get scared. Don't get, don't scared. get scared. Don't get scared. Okay. Well, um, I believe next week, is that the first of the new year? Yeah. Lone Drone comes out on the 7th. So 2022. Can you put some air horns? Like DJ Khaled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you when we see you. And uh, stay safe. Don't get hungover or do. It's up to you. I don't care. It's not my lover, right? Dallas, anything you want to add? Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right. Live long and prosper, everybody. Goodbye.
The word for this week is for. The word for this week is for. That's that medium.